All right. Welcome. Welcome back to Sacred Rebel Podcast. Today I have with me a beautiful new friend. Her name is Christina, and I am going to let her introduce herself. Hello, hello. I'm super excited to be on here today with you. Um, I am a 28-year-old who lives in Florida teaching yoga full-time. Since the pandemic, I have uh, moved into my passion of uh, taking this path of just like life work and healing um and so i am really grateful for all of the wonderful people that it's connected me with like you and opportunities to talk and share about the things that we love and life and becoming better humans um so yeah that's that's just me i've grown up in florida my whole life and i love the sunshine, love flowers and love life, love being outside, love the color green. Um, yeah, I teach women's naked yoga at um, the studio here in St. Pete, which is how Kristen and I met. So that was about a year ago. And then I've been really excited to just hold space for women and growing this expansive you know culture of just accepting our bodies and what they are in the moment and just spreading all the love yes 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 thank you for sharing that so um yeah so christine and i met um in January of last year. And I didn't know until I saw her again this year that that was only like your second, I think you said it was like your second class. Mm -hmm. Um, But I saw, I saw nude yoga, clothing, optional yoga, I think it was technically called. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, I think I'm supposed to do this. And I held off on it. And then I ended up booking it And I loved the experience so much so that when I went back to Florida again this year, I decided to go again. And then I got to experience the evolved version. Um, And I have Polaroids to to claim evidence of my experience. (laughs) Um, And it was just really, really beautiful. And I actually, when I came, I know I told you, um, maybe both times that I felt called to like facilitate this and I'm not yoga certified. And the second time that I came through and I was like, I'm totally going to facilitate this. And then I was, I was thinking to myself as I was writing a post, like reflecting on it and sharing with people was why not now? Like, why would I wait to get yoga certified? Like, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it and teach yoga, but you know, why couldn't I facilitate a nude women's circle? Um, And so I would love to just start this conversation, at least with how you got into doing that, how you got into facilitating. And then I'd love to hear just like what came up for you in it, you know, like, have you always been comfortable in your body? Um, You know, like what has evolved for you in this time of facilitating? I would love to hear that. Okay. Oh my gosh. It's been, it's been an interesting, it's been a really interesting journey, I guess. Um, And my, so my middle name is journey. And now I have just totally understood why that has been placed in my life. But I started, I I took my first clothing optional class in maybe 2016 or 2017. Um, And it was a small group. It was not as what is the word? Like there were, there were no candles and flowers and it was, it was more movement based the first class. Um, but it was just really freeing and beautiful. And 
they continued on at the studio for a while every couple months here and there naked yoga for women would come back um, and then the woman that I actually got certified being a yoga teacher with she was the one who was leading them and it was just such powerful space to sit and shed your clothes and to sit with women and to hear you know go through everyone and just listen to their stories and their feelings and what's going on with them and their body and and that for me is always just like such a healing time to be able to sit and hear and share and gather um and I come from a very strong family of women but our relationships and that kind of openness to sit and share and talk in that way wasn't ever a big part of our lives. So being able to have now this opposite experience with these women really is what drew me in to sit on this intimate level with each other. So I went to, I don't even know how many naked yogas as just a participant at the studio and I would also just intuitively be like, I would let everybody else sign up. And I'm like, if there's a spot that opens up, I'm like, call me. And it would just happen. That's just how it happened every time. So I'd always just last minute drop in to get naked, always down. And when we go around the circle, um, at one point we were joking that we were going to get t-shirts of like, I got naked with Christina because like I had been to all of the naked yogas and everybody who had come back, we had just been there together. So it's, that kind of looking back at it was like, okay, you might, you might actually be at the front of this one day. Um, and so after COVID came and changes with the studio happened, Women Naked's Yoga stopped. And eventually I was asked if I was interested in bringing it back. And I mean, I love the space so much that kind of just like yoga teacher training I was like well I didn't do all of that preparation of spending that time naked and with those women you know for nothing it's like yeah okay I'm, I'm here to show up and to hold the space and carry the torch um and I'm so grateful that that has been offered to me just as in yoga teacher training I didn't plan on becoming a yoga teacher after my training but somebody was like hey will you come and do this and I've learned to say yes and show up and in showing up for those yeses I show up for myself and it's been um, a beautiful evolution to be a part of but my journey and my personal body outside of being naked, I have always been, I've always been kind of the oddball in my family and a little bit more comfortable with uh, letting things be out and exposed. And I've had a large breast since I was in like wearing a D cup since third grade. So I'm like, you know, when my mom's like, put a bra on, I'm like, no, no, like, it's just, just like, no, I don't want to have to do this all the time. And so getting comfortable with like having these more developed features as a young woman and having people stare at you and, you know, just like the cat calls of like, I am 15 and having grown men, you know, sexualize and look at my body. And it's taken some time to really even think about that as trauma, like, because I've never experienced anything outside of that but even in that way of coming back to like no this is you know I do this for me like I don't do this for anybody else I don't wear I don't not wear a bra you know because like for anyone else but me and reminding myself like having to remind myself that of, from such a young age and reminding my other you know my mom and my sister of all of that too of like no, this is, I, this, I get to do whatever I want because this is my body and I'm going to feel comfortable in it because this is the home that I have to live inside. Um, and I had, I always say that my self-love journey kind of started when my grandma told me that I didn't love myself. She said that we were sitting and talking about 
my relationship with my mom and she flipped the mirror back around and she's like, well, actually, you know, she's like, you need to look at your relationship with yourself and why, you know, these things hurt you and whatnot. And so that is what started when I was like 16 or 17, this whole of like, okay, well, what does that even mean? Like you're, and that hurt me. I was like, what do you mean? Yes, I love myself. I'm like, what do you mean? I don't love myself. I'm like these issues that I'm having outside are because like, I've got an issue with me. And so figuring that out over time and continuing to give myself the compassion to just to just be and to change and evolve and to not fight and resist my body and there was a point where um both my grandmas have diabetes and she met a naturopath and you know just changed our whole perspective and relationship with food and how we nurture our body and that you know bringing on that kind of mindset of like oh yes like I can vibrate with at the same level as these foods that I'm eating and feel as good as like the colors and the earth around me and you know inviting that kind of sensation into my life through these different um you know relationships with food and yoga and what I started bringing in around me and so like going back to what I was saying with the naturopath and the diabetes and the self-love. I lost my train of thought. I will come (laughs) back to, I'm like, I'm going to come back to that. But now I am. You were talking about her saying you don't love yourself. Thank you. Yes. Um, Oh, right. So (laughs) like, oh, I'm like, that's, I'm like, it's been a wild journey of like, my friend was like, have you ever written it down? I'm like, no, I don't think I have. So I'm like, that's, I'm like thinking about this in my Mm -hmm. head. I'm like, wow, it really has been a lot. Um, And so the relationship with food, yes. And then that's when I lost a bunch of weight. That's where I was going into. So I weighed like 250 pounds at my heaviest. And when I, my grandma met this naturopath and we, you know, started, that's when things started to shed and I stopped resisting, you know, that relationship with food and needing to eat all these processed things and going to the outskirts of the grocery store and eating things that were alive and living because a living body needs living food. And so that kind of mindset was just so life-changing for me in those years. Um, And then, so I did all of this work to lose weight and get in a space that felt good to just be in my body and move around more because having that extra weight didn't feel good to do activities or be outside and be active often, even though I really enjoyed it. Um, and then I got sick. And then so I went from 250 to 150, and then had some issues with my blood and gained 30 pounds in a month. And that was just like, (sighs) okay. And so having to go and accept that of that kind of weight gain, and that like, I had no control over that. And so we we have no control over the things that happen with our bodies, and they change. And that's, continuing to be kind and be compassionate and give it grace to evolve and be different and love it has been the biggest work along the way Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's what I feel like I just try to remind people I'm like there's 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 only certain things that we can do about it and like loving yourself as best that you can even if you know, you don't like it, you can still love it and appreciate it and like find gratitude for where it's gotten you and the journey that you've been in this body. And like, that's, that's what to me is important. And like what I try to share in those spaces. Thank Mm -hmm. you for helping me get my (laughs) head back around to that. Um, So yeah, it's been, it's been a crazy journey and it's one that doesn't, it doesn't end it's always continuing because as life continues, we change and evolve and so does our body. And so it's just being nice, just Mm -hmm. being nice to yourself. Mm -hmm. 
like being nice is sometimes the best thing that we can do it's like if we're if we got nothing nice to say about just put like thank you and keep it <laughs> move move on mm -hmm. that's interesting um with the expression piece i actually pulled um this water card today and it says expression with it um and that's something that if you don't have something nice to say don't say it at all like that is something i grew up with as well and <laughs> i do it's something that i have actually been told that like in looking at my my birth chart and stuff that the way that i am designed is is that i'm i had a woman say to me once something like that i am like a shadow mirror she said something along those lines to me. And basically what she said was that you're literally meant to like trigger people your whole life. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, to just show them what they have left to heal and nobody's going to like it. Nobody's going to want to see it. Nobody's going to want to um, face that. And um that's been really interesting for me to navigate in terms of my own expression. And, you know, like if you don't have something nice to say, I mean, not that I walk around and just point fingers and say nasty things to people. That's not how it goes down. A lot of times it's super innocent or a question and somebody just gets really triggered by it. Um, <clears throat> so that's, it's just interesting. And I like, I just wanted to like pull on that thread for a moment because, um, I do think that, that we can be held back by those sort of sayings, you know, and that sometimes like we do need to say the thing. 100%. I'm like that kind of reminds me of the situation that I had this morning with my partner. And when I say, if you don't have something nice to say, I'm like, yesterday I taught a class. And when my friend asked me, you know, she was like, that was so good. And like, immediately I wanted to be like, well, these are the things that I didn't like feel so great about. And like zipping my mouth in that moment of being like, before I go and shit talk myself, like these people enjoyed this experience. I did the best that I could. I you know, I put out like good energy and people enjoyed their time. And so reminding myself that like, I do put out value. And so in like, I have a lot of work in my own time of self-doubt, like working through that and not. And so it, like zipping my mouth in those moments of like, when I don't have something nice to say about myself, you know, because it's like, when we do, when we have people in our life, like I have my, my partner who I've been with for seven years, we mirror each other a whole lot. And when we mirror those things that we're not ready to deal with, it's like even the smallest things of me asking him to clean the toilet turned into a whole big thing, like something that takes two seconds turned into this whole big thing because it's, you know, stuff like other things that are going mm -hmm. on that like we're not ready to deal with. And so that like, and that is so, that could be so traumatic for us too, as those people who are willing to call those things out. Yeah. I have no problem saying that if you need to hear it as the tough love, I'm like, I am not, you know, and that's like, just like my grandma telling me, like, I didn't love myself. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that's not, it wasn't the nicest thing to say, but I needed to hear that in order to, you know, ignite the journey onto figuring out what that even meant. And so, yeah, sometimes in your case, like you're causing this catalyst of like, oh, should like, is this something that I should maybe think about? And that all depends on if somebody's willing to look at that in their own mirror and be like, okay. And that's the self-acceptance of like, yes, okay, I've, I'm flawed. I've got these things to work on, but like, I can still be kind to myself. Mm -hmm. And like, that's how I feel like we learn to love our bodies and like accepting those shadow parts. Like I am not perfect. I am not, uh, you know, whether it's the physical part, the emotional part, the spiritual part that's got some shadowy areas, like I can accept that. I can accept that that is a part of me. I can work around it. I can set it off to the side maybe for now, but still giving yourself grace to wake up every day with purpose. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like clarity around that purpose and and like whatever that is. And hopefully it's something positive, like something that makes you want to get up with a smile. And like realizing too, and like holding space that like not everybody has that and not everybody has that feeling in their body. And that feeling is not easy to achieve. And we have so many other things that we're working towards in our life that like, you know, sometimes looking at that task of like, how do I heal this relationship with myself? You know, you're just adding on to the to-do list, but it's in my eyes, I'm like, that's, that's what we're all here to do. That's like the most important workout of everything that we're doing in this life is to like, learn how to love ourselves, like this experience and expression of this soul inside of this vessel that we're moving around inside. So that way we can, you know, enjoy the experience that we're having in front of us, like a little bit more. We're not so in our head about like, what's, you know, what this looks like, who cares, who cares what this looks like. It's moving you to do the things that you want to do. And it's like, are you worried about what you look like? Are you worried about what, like, you know, how it's helping you move forward and be the best person and version of you that you want to be? Yeah. You know, that was one thing that I noticed as well when I did the first class with you. Um, I noticed that, first of all, I was very willing to just take my clothes right off and it was fine. And I felt no judgment by any of the women there, like no judgment. Where I did feel the judgment coming from was from me and from within me. So that was interesting to witness. And I, that's what I really like about being in an experience like nude yoga, because it does, you're not able to hide behind anything, you know, and you, you get to sit and just like notice and witness like all the things that are coming up as you're moving through and as you're doing different activities and you know, whether you're standing in front of the mirror or you're moving through a particular flow. um, It's like, what is still, what is the, what is the noise that has nowhere to hide? You know, what is it saying to you? Um, So that was something really beautiful. Like, like you said, like, why, Like, does that really matter what it looks like? The clothes are just another layer to shed. And with every exhale, we go, you know, if you can allow your body to soften, like going through and physically letting the dense body soften and feeling those different parts with every exhale. And it's like, yes, you take off the clothes. You're like, okay, I've shed one layer here. And now we go through and you take the top layer of the skin and you keep going until you get down into the deepest layer that you can. And, and it is, that's why the clothes don't matter. I mean, you can put whatever clothes on you want and you could still feel like shit about your body. So it's like, yeah, can you get naked? Can you get naked and move and still feel good? And I mean, you can do that if you can do that in a room with your clothes on around other people. That's awesome. Like, can you do that? And like, can you now take this layer off if you want to, you know, get deeper with yourself? If you've got other things that you're questioning. All right. Can are you are you really comfortable? Like, can you take that away and be in safe space? And like and not judge yourself Mm -hmm. and be fully, you know, and like be able to look at everything else around you that you know you're told that you're either not supposed to look like or is not good enough because there's women of all shapes and sizes and colors and backgrounds that come to naked yoga so we get to experience these things that you know are taboo to us or getting naked and seeing other people naked in a non-sexual way and so it's yeah you're taking away another layer even outside of the clothes of like society's like pressures on you to be in. And it's just like, how does it feel right now to just be alive? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you know, what's really beautiful is like, I remember, I mean, seeing you for the second time, we, 
I don't know. We must have given each other like five, at least five <laughs> hugs, at least. And some of them were naked and some of them weren't <laughs> naked. And what was really beautiful though, is like, just <laughs> despite the feelings we have about ourselves and our bodies and, and all of that shit that's still there and needs to be cleared. The connection that we can feel around other women who are also naked is just so, so, so beautiful. Like it's just such an innate experience and like, it just feels right. And it doesn't feel like you said, it's not, it's not sexual. It's not any of those things. Um, it's just like us in our raw, pure essence. And that is pleasure. Like pleasure goes beyond sexy time. Like pleasure is the, just like the pure enjoyment of the moment and whatever is. Definitely. So I'm curious if, if in, in these classes, if you've ever been triggered by another woman in the class, I'm curious about that. Mm. Um, triggered in what way? Like when I think, when I think triggered, I, I think of something that like stirs up, you know, just like some real emotional, like something that it doesn't, when I feel, when I hear triggered, like something that just stirs up something that doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that I've ever had that. I don't think that I've ever had that in because I'm always sitting back from, you know, I'm just like, that is their experience and, and just listening. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever been triggered. There's been, I mean, I feel like I relate and resonate with almost everything that somebody says in there, which is why I love adding that aspect of like going around and sitting for kind of like counsel and just allowing yourself to share whatever it is. Um, And those things, you know, just like, yeah, like I feel you, like I have definitely dealt with that or thought about that at some point in my life. Um, But nothing ever brings up a bad feeling it's always, it's always good. And it's always healing and nurturing to just like, be able to empathize. And like, know that we're all, you know, at one point or another have maybe experienced or felt that way. And, and that just like feels that feels like community that feels like being held and seen and like, like, thank you. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for like, you know, I'm not alone in like what I'm going through over here and you're experiencing it in your own way and which is valid and mine is valid in our own senses, but like we could understand each other. Mm -hmm. Being able to understand each other's like, that's what that, you know, that's what that time is for. That's true compassion in my opinion. Um, it's interesting because like it, to me, like just hearing you respond to me, it's, it's just a testament of the way that you hold space um, and your ability to hold compassion for someone else. Sometimes I think we, we think that we have to like move into someone else's experience in order to like properly empathize with them, you know, but the beautiful space in all of that is to be able to hold our energy while somebody shares their experience. We can still relate to them, but we're not dropping into their experience. Um, <clears throat> so I think that that was so beautifully reflected in your response. Um, and so it brings up like the the whole act of holding space. Like what what does that feel like for you? to hold space for women in an environment like that? Like, how do you feel a lot of, you know, because as the women share, right, they are sharing that they're frustrated and they're insecure. And like a lot of those emotions are there, right, in the space. So 
like, are you feeling all of that? And like, how does that feel to you to hold that space? Um, so that's been, that's been something as I've done it more that I am wanting and being drawn to fine tune. Um, because, and not even just in my naked yoga practice, but teaching, um, but also in my regular yoga teaching. And I feel like for me, I have a really easy job kind of disassociating. And, you know, there are a lot of people who are really, you know, in tune with what's going on, the feelings and the heaviness of what's going, you know, around the world. And so, but I, I don't hold on to that. And so being able to hold space and for that sometimes feels overwhelming and like, I don't feel adequate. Like I'm able to do that well enough and like really, you know, relieve the burden or like take off some of the load from people. Um, And that is my self-doubt that I, you know, have to remind myself and that I come of like, I do the best that I can and people are going to receive what they want and what they're ready to receive. And it's not my job to unload all of their burden and to fix that problem. And that is, I have to can constantly remind myself of that. Um, But so, yeah, so there's this wanting to kind of understand more I I guess more intuitively you know how to tap into that but also keep my grounding because I do like not you know I do like having that separation Mm -hmm. because I don't I don't want to take on all of that that feels like a lot for me and that's how I hold space you know is by keeping that boundary so that way I feel clear and I feel light and continue can continue to give my love in whatever ways um and so I before class I take a lot of time for naked yoga to sit and I'm con you know contemplating and all the weeks before of like what I want to talk about and all the things but if I I'm an overthinker so if I write everything down or think about it too much I feel like I get too in my head and then it doesn't feel intuitive so there's this balance of like Mm -hmm. I want it to be intuitive but also thoughtful and organized because Mm -hmm. I'm a Capricorn and I'm like I need this structure but (laughs) there's also the my other two signs are all water so it's like groundedness but then letting it flow around you um and I've just kind of learned to drop in and call for help and the I call in the higher guides and love and uh, spirits of the women coming into the space so that way I'm not having to do it alone and then I kind of give it up to my higher self to hold space and hold me and just kind of be there Um, and like I said, it's this reminder of like what comes through, what's meant to be said and heard will be, and then accepting that afterwards. And that is, I'm like, as a space holder, I'm like, that's, that's a big practice Mm -hmm. for me because Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, you are holding space and there's a lot going on and I can't do anything about the stuff in their life. I don't need to like, they're responsible for going Mm -hmm. and I'm just here to sit and listen. And that's something that I have. And I I feel like I'm very good at doing in that space um, and working on in my own life, because when I have my own things and need space held for me, I overshare and I'm like, I will tell you everything and all the nitty gritty details. And I'm like, been thinking recently and like maybe I need to you know I need to draw back and I need to do a little bit more reflection on my own and sit and hold space for me to figure that out before just like you know spreading it all around um but it's holding space is very holding space is very interesting but I appreciate it and it's beautiful work to be trusted 
by others and you know see and feel their willingness to share and be vulnerable with me and in space with me and you know like you came I was like I had never met you and so anytime anybody comes naked yoga I'm like I have never met you we have never been in contact and like you for some reason feel called to come and get naked with me I'm like that is I have to remind my soul of like girl you like you were you just like you're doing okay like mm-hmm. you are doing what you're meant to be doing, you know, and doing it in the best way that you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can relate so much about, <clears throat> especially when I first started coaching and I don't really consider myself a coach anymore, but, you know, in holding space for sessions, there was always, um, you know, like balancing, like I, you know, I don't need to hold all of that for them. I don't need to quote unquote fix them. Um, because I think that when we feel called to be healers and to hold space for other people, that it can very much feel like, um, like we are responsible or you, or we, we want to just, we want to take those burdens. We want to help. We want to, um, <clears throat> we want people to walk away feeling better than when they came in. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that's why we're, we're there. And, um, so I can relate to that so much. And even now, like doing my intuitive work, um, always reminding myself that exactly what's what is meant to come up in the session is exactly what will and that it's perfect and um that there doesn't need to be like some sort of big huge release or big sort of breakthrough or whatever because the timing of of how things land and even if like in circle you plant a seed for somebody or someone else plants a seed, you know, and then that, that takes time to germinate and to really land with them in a way that, that resonates and that shifts things, you know, but sometimes it's like the little things withholding space that we don't always, I think sometimes there's this, there needs to be some sort of grand event for us to feel like we, we did what we were supposed to do in that, in that space. But the real beauty is being able to, and I've noticed how I've gotten better at this. Like you refer to it as kind of like disassociating almost, but when somebody is breaking down and sharing something really emotionally, it took me a little while before I could, I could get to a space where I could hold a really grounded energy and witness somebody in that, that sort of space too. You know, there's so much power in that. I just experienced that in, um, so, and I've come to learn that about myself is that's, that's kind of like who I've always been. And so also, you know, like as the first child and parents with a rocky relationship, you know, keeping that calm, grounded energy, not rocking the boat while everything else is going on around you. And I just did um, a breathwork class a couple of weekends ago. And, you know, everybody is running up the mountain, screaming, crying, full out, you know, releases of anger. And I was just like, I'm going to. I'm like, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to breathe. I was like, I'm not running up the mountain with these people. I was like, I'm going to hold it back down here in case anybody comes rolling back down. I'll be here to catch you. And so there's also like, I know that that's who I am the majority of the time. And then making sure that I also have balance to like release and like for that same kind of space to be held. And like, it doesn't have to be yeah, these big things. And it's in those yeah small moments where we just mm-hmm. learn and witness of like, oh, okay, this is, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I don't, you know, and th- that was a beautiful thing to realize too in that space. Cause 
there was the thoughts at first of like, oh no, why can't I, like, why aren't I running up the mountain with these people? Like, why, you know, why am I not having this kind of release that I came in here looking for? But then I was also, then the thought came of like, well, I don't have that. Like, I don't have that same need to let go of all of these things because I'm continually doing that all the time. I'm like trying my best to not hold on to those things and say those things that don't feel the nicest, you know, but they need to be said Mm -hmm. and they need to be heard because that's my truth and like what needs to be understood and it does feel so freeing when you're, I've learned in my family, that's one of the things, like, there are no secrets. Like, there's no point in lying and trying to hide things. Like, who are you hiding from? Why are you hiding? Why, you know, it doesn't, once it's out in the open, it feels so much better. Mm-hmm. And the same thing goes, like, with yourself. Like, why there's no shame or judgment about, you know, like, if you can be accepting and willing and open about it, then you release holding on to all of that. Like we, but we continue to hold on to all of these things and it doesn't make it, I need a phone a charger for my computer. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to find a, that's not, trying to find something to unplug. That's not going to go. Oh, here we go. Like, I know there's one over here. Um, so when you just talking about like, you know, I don't, why aren't I running up the mountain and maybe I should be running up the mountain. It got me thinking about comparison. And I mean, I could ask you that very directly about like facilitating nude yoga and do you find yourself comparing to others, but really like just in general, like being in that leadership role and being in that facilitator role, the one who is holding the space, like, how do you, how have you shifted comparison and doubt? I have... Mm. I mean, it still comes up. Mm-hmm. there's there definitely still is something that I work on um but I mean in comparison the holding space aspect I compare myself sometimes to you know my previous teacher and the previous woman who held that space and just like the return that you know she had of like what did she do to get people to want to come back every time you know it was like what was it about the space that she held that made me want to be there every single month you know so it's like and then but there was also this whole like deep work and her ability to express that and communicate that to everyone else um, from this really authentic and vulnerable space. And, and so that's what, in when I was saying on, you know, being more intuitive in my space holdings and being able to also like process, process kind of the bigger things going on with everybody. And I feel like that is like, as a space holder, like, you know, you are the one who's planting those seeds of, perspective and but it's like being able to talk about them and communicate them in a way that does feel kind of like an aha moment like it doesn't have to be big but it is something that opens you up that is what I am working on getting better at and more comfortable with in my own space holding and so I've learned to let go of like you know not having thoughts of like hers was better than mine or this and that because I'm like I hold space in my own way that is beautiful and intimate and valued and is different than the way that she did it but you know there was also something so special about hers that drew people to it and myself included that I'm like every time I wanted to be there and so wanting to figure that out in my for my own self of like how I do that and how I hold space in that way that you know and and it might be, and who knows, maybe I am doing it and it's just like not times are different, but it's, 
I don't know. So that's, that's the self-doubt and the comparison that I work on letting go of around that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just a continuous conversation with myself, like everything else. And then coming back to like, okay, like you're doing the best that you can. And like, when you said to, you gave me the feedback of like, I want to be naked sooner. I'm like, I was like, thank you for, I'm like, I needed that reminder. I'm like, I've been saying that I wanted to do it that way since I started naked yoga, but I also felt like I couldn't because, you know, I'm like, that's a lot to just throw people in and get naked right away. I'm like, we have to get comfortable with ourselves. We, you know, I'm like, I'm like, so there was all these like thoughts and stories that I'm like, ah, so I'm like, okay, how do I, so I'm still figuring out how to hold, like how I want to really hold that space and like and you know and make it what it's not quite yet what I want it to be because I really want it to be just like the girl the gal pal conversations that I have of like not about monogamy and this and that of like those you know those kind of topics that we don't talk about all the time or that but people have to feel comfortable and you know and it's also two hours also isn't enough time because I'm like we could talk about all these things and not move at all and like sit and breathe and so there's like all this stuff that I want to do and I have to remember remind myself to simplify so that's been also a thing I'm like simplify like simplify simplify like simplify like continuing to go back down the layers of like what is it that I really want to provide and hold and getting clear around that and then watching it evolve as I continue to show up in the best ways that I can Mm -hmm. and some of it's funny that you brought up my my feedback because in the first in the first class that we had we did get we did get naked a lot sooner than the, the second class and hang on, I got a cough. You know, I, yes, I brought that up to you. Like I, there was part of me that's like, okay, when are, when are we going to get naked? When are we, cause that's why I'm here. Like I'm here to experience. That's like the whole experience to me. Right. But that was also a reminder for me to trust and to just be in the space. Right. And not worry about like, when is the next thing going to happen? Or when is like, Mm -hmm. when are my quote unquote expectations going to be met, you know, and how can I release my expectations? So, um, yeah, like that, there's so much wisdom in all of those little things, you know, like all of those little questions are like, um, impatient moments that we have, you know, like me for sure. I'm not, I'm not the most patient person. So, (laughs) um, and I had the first experience with you to, that I kind of went in thinking it was going to be like the same thing, not knowing that that was your second time, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you had evolved it so much since that time, which was beautiful to witness and be a part of that and experience that. And, and I hope that I get to come back again in a year and see it again, you know, but I love what you said about, um, you know, in terms of comparing and how like this one teacher had, you know, this, these people that would come back all the time. And, you know, what I was thinking about when you were sharing was that, you know, she's not doing it anymore. So like, what if her role in all this was to take this very, like this group of people that was returning all the time, what if like she was meant to be in their life and that she went through the cycle with them and that had come to a completion, right? And what if your role is to, it's so funny that I used the whole planting seed thing earlier on, like what if your role is in planting seeds, you know, and that more and more people get to come through you because you're planting more seeds. Um, and so you wouldn't necessarily like see a particular group seeded and then all the way come through to blossom. You know, maybe there's going to be some, I know that there was one woman there that had been several times, um, in this last class that I went to, Mm -hmm. but I think I I want you to know, I think about this too, you know, like I have, even in my moon ceremonies, I always wonder, like, I have some people that come back 
often. And I, and then I'm like, sometimes I'm like, well, what would make them come back more? Like what would make them want to come back again? Or even with my readings, I have some people that um, come for several readings and, or, and they kind of always like hold on to me in their back pocket, like if they need to come for a reading. And then I have other people that will just come once and then I never see them again. Um, And it's not because they had like my, my readings are such life-changing, just like the work you do. They're life, like we serve in a very life-changing way, right? Um, so it's not that there's anything to be taken away from that experience itself, but I, this is just something that I'm playing around with, it's just, which is why I'm sharing and reflecting this back to you, because very similarly, I... I can feel the same way sometimes where I'm like, why, why aren't they coming back again? But then it's like, well, don't I want them to like, don't I want to ignite their fire? Don't I want to like light them the fuck up and then let them go on and light up the rest of the world? Isn't that what I want? So like, why do I want them to come back to me? You know? So it's like, it's just a really interesting um, dynamic, but I totally like see you and feel you and, I just want you to know that like, you're not alone in, you. in that. Yeah. Thank you. I've been trying to, it's like, so, you know, being humble also there's, you know, the balance to that of like, you've got to hype yourself up too. And you've got to remind yourself of like, when you are doing awesome things and doing amazing work of like how valuable and important it is. And sometimes I easily forget that of like the simple act that somebody is willing to show up and get naked with me is like powerful all in itself. And that right there is like, that's all I needed to do, you know? And like the fact that you even enjoyed the experience and that you would maybe even consider doing again, or you would tell somebody else that like, actually that wasn't as scary as like we talked about it being before, like that my work is done that right you know that I've already changed and opened your mind to like something different and like moved fear of you know that experience or that you know thought out of the way and opened up a new opportunity for something else and that's a conversation I've been having with myself lately of just like that is like that is powerful enough all in itself Christina that people are willing to do that with you yeah like you know just valuing the work that I put out like for myself and not you know like not needing it validated by others and like just like being proud of like what I've come and to do and the journey and like the work that it took to get to there I take I take that for granted very easily just Mm -hmm. like this is because I'm just like this is just what it's supposed to be like this is the life work this is this is what we're working towards right this is what everybody's working towards right but it's like that's not the case (laughs) It's, it's not the case no I tried to recruit people to come with me the second time and there's not there was not a lot of openness for it um but I'm inspired by the work that you do. And I, like I said, I want to facilitate myself and I want to challenge myself. And just even going back to the beginning, when I said, somebody said to me that I'm like this shadow mirror, like I hold that in front of my face all the time, you know? And I'm always like, yeah, how can we get into that more? Like, how can I challenge myself to be more comfortable in my body too, Mm -hmm. you know? And still work through that while leading other women and mm-hmm. holding space for other women. Right. Because we don't have to have it all figured out. Right. Like it's not of like, yes, I am like, I love my body and everything's perfect. And I don't ever have any of these things, you know, that I'm like, no, I experience that on the regular, but like, you know, I'm also still showing up and, you know, finding gratitude for all the experience that I've had to get to this point. And being grateful that I'm here right now. Yeah. I know. It's like being alive is, it is, it's like, like, inhale and release. And my partner's always like, are you okay? I'm like, yes. 
Yes. Yes. I am so fine. I'm like taking deep breaths is good for the good times, the hard times. Like yeah. Just breathe. We breathe and we move on and we keep pushing. It really is beautiful. And something that beautiful. I'm, I am practicing. And I feel like this is something that I've been trying, quote unquote, trying to figure out for so long. And I feel like I've integrated it on such a new level right now. And it's not all the way in, but this ability to like, see the beauty in everything. Even if if I'm feeling like, really, I'm going through this again, and this is still here. and, And here we go again. And like, even in those moments, or even when I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling scarcity again, you know, or I'm feeling doubt and I'm questioning my path again. And like, just when I feel those things and I'm just, and I can still feel that. And I can, and say, I can say, this is perfect. This is exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm not behind. I didn't fuck something up. Like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. It's the fact that you're even thinking about it and considering it too and aware and mindful of it that makes it exciting. You know, that's when I first started teaching, I I mean, even before then, I hated public speaking. I hated being in front of people and having to use my voice. And so, and now this is, I think like, the third podcast that I've talked on and I'm like I can't I can't I'm like doing things that I never thought that I would be doing and just like yoga you know you it just shows you if you continue to show up that things get better or things change like they may not get better but it's not going to be the same as it was and it's going to be somewhat different um yeah I just just <coughs> sorry just keep deciding, just keep moving. Like you said, Mm -hmm. sometimes I think about Dory and I'm like, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Um, it's really, really, it really is beautiful. And, and I love like what excites me about facilitating nude women, especially is because I stand for so much like unapologetic expression of who we are and Mm -hmm. to be able to witness and celebrate women for like exactly where they are, like no matter what that they're feeling or going Mm -hmm. through in life, even Mm -hmm. like the really hard things Mm -hmm. um, that feels just really sacred and divine to me. And like, I, I want more women to know, like, I see you, you know, I 100% agree. Yeah. Like humans in general, like I see you doing the best that you can with what you've got and what we've all been dealt with and like, just, yeah. And I'm like, that's the, that's the least that I can do is offer up compassion and space for you to be exactly whoever you are as long as you're not causing harm and hurting others along the way, you, you can express yourself however you choose. Like, and I wish that we all could do that a little bit more for ourselves and each other. Mm-hmm. All right. So now like I'm proclaiming to the world that I'm going to host nude women's circles. So do it. (laughs) They're going to be so magical. Like I, I'm excited. I would love to talk to you more about your intuitive work and, you know, just like how you hold, how you hold space. Yeah. Like now, I mean, if you you can share a little bit now, yeah, drop it for the <laughs> listeners. How does it feel for you to hold that intuitive space for women? The, like, what, what got you, what drew you into that? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, having a corporate background and just constantly hustling for more and not being happy with where I was. And just knowing that like, I wasn't where I was, I knew I wasn't where I was supposed to be. 
but I couldn't tell you what that was um, because I was hustling so much on the external, <clears throat> the next position, the next amount of money, the next blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't until I turned inward, you know, through therapy and then meditation. Meditation is what opened up my gifts for me. <clears throat> so that's really what started it all, like in a nutshell. Um, but what it's like for me to hold that space in particular, now that I've done so much clearing work on me, when I do readings, what I do is I um, set up a space where I connect into um, the other person's energy. And basically, because I've cleared and done so much work on my own vessel, my own channel, I basically just channel um, through my vessel um, their energy. So <clears throat> I can read their subconscious space and clear blocks and energy that's stuck in their channel that's not allowing them to see with clarity the things that they're asking me about. Um, and then I just channel from their super conscious or higher self or intuition. And so often what it does is it just has a resonance, a deep resonance for people because they are not that it's like, I'm speaking them back to them. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> it's just, I mean, for me holding that space, like doing work for people and clearing things that they've been struggling with for 30 years or have been, you know, they walk away and tell me, we just did five years of therapy in one session. Like to be able to do that level of work with people, it's just such an incredible honor for people to walk away and feel more connected, more clear, like more like, yes, this is who the fuck I am. Um, like it's an honor. It's such an honor um, to be able to hold that space. And I, um, I know that my work now is in continuing to stand taller in my self-expression to like be more unapologetic in my self-expression and, um, noticing where I'm holding those things back, mm -hmm. you know, where I'm still plugged into the matrix. And I always talk to people about unplugging, you know, and um, so it's, it's still my journey is in just unraveling more and more layers to my full expressive truth. Um, because that to me, then only amplifies like the readings and the, the service I can give back to others and then also inspire people to come back to themselves, you know, to like be unapologetic in who they are. Um, it's just, I, I feel so honored that I've like, this is my purpose. Like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's just such an honor to to be doing that and be facilitating that. And how long have you been doing this work? <clears throat> Since 2019. So three years. So we've been, I'm like, I started teaching in 2019 mm -hmm. as well. And it's, yeah, it's amazing how quickly things can evolve in our lives when we start opening up to you know, our, our higher callings and, and I look for, I look forward to working with you more because I want to be able to, like, that's, I want to be able to hold space in that deeper sense mm -hmm. in the future. Mm -hmm. And like that comes with time and clearing my own things. And there's still a lot of work here to be done and that's where like the imposter syndrome of like, you know, I still have all this work to do on myself and things to figure out and only 28 and have never worked in the corporate world. And so I'm like, don't have all of these experiences and things that I'm working, you know, I have my own things that I'm working through, but it's, yeah, it's just like really... It's really interesting to dive deeper into those layers and 
understand ourselves and why we work the way we do and why we're holding ourselves back and mm-hmm. yeah. And it's all perfect. And it doesn't make us any less of a leader or somebody capable of sharing our experience um, Mm -hmm. and wisdom and and just letting that light up the world. You know, we're exactly where we're meant to be. We are. We are. And I'm happy to be here with you right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Me too. So tuning into your heart right now, do you feel anything else that you want to share to feel complete? May all beings everywhere be happy and free. Mm -hmm. What came through for me was I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you, Christina. I love I you, love listeners. You. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Yes. Oh my gosh. All the love. Yeah. From my heart to yours. Beautiful. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. This has been wonderful. Yes. I, love I will. These kind of conversations. Yes, I know. I could do it all day long. So if you loved Christina's energy, um, If you loved my energy, I will have all the contact info in the show notes. Um, But please, 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 if you enjoyed the conversation, please just share it with another human. Um, Write a review. Do something that will honor the exchange that we had here today. So if you took something away that lit you up, just um, honor that in some way, way with Mm. an exchange. And um We'll see you next time. Yeah.